Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello, hello. Today's episode is still in our focus of IBS and bloating, but the topic is am I eating too healthy? This is one really close to my heart and I do find it's quite a complex and a tricky topic. So I'm going to delve into that with you today. But before I do, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my upcoming workshop. So I have some in Albany, some Perth, Dunsborough, Bustleton. Dates are being confirmed, venues are being confirmed, but I'm really excited to be doing some live events again. After last year and having to cancel so many, which was very disappointing, Um, I was in Queensland last year and I did have quite a few planned, but unfortunately we did have to reschedule or turn them into online events, which online events are amazing and they are fun because you can connect with women all around Australia, but the live events... Sometimes I end up in tears, sometimes you end up in tears, sometimes, you know, there's just a whole lot of women hormonal stuff going on. So I do really enjoy them and I do find them super, um, yeah, interactive and just a really great way to connect with you all. So if you have an event, if you have a venue, if you have somewhere you want to see me come and do my gut hormone workshops, then just hit me up and let me know because I would love to come and see you face to face. Let's dive into today's episode. It Again, it is a tricky one. So if you have questions on any of this stuff, please reach out. Uh, If you can hit subscribe to my podcast so that you hear more of things I talk about, that would be amazing. But I would also love to hear you via email or book a 15-minute health chat on my website and just actually understand what it is that you're struggling with when it comes to healthy eating. So going vegan, eating organic or simply, you know, going on a sugar kick can all be healthy lifestyle choices. But if doing so gives you anxiety about hanging out with your friends, like worried about there's nothing you can eat or makes you fear certain foods, it can actually be quite dangerous. So being too healthy can get really, really tricky and maybe even lead you to being almost unhealthy in a sense. Now, I want to identify that this is different, and I will touch on that later. This is different than avoiding foods for a certain condition that we're working through. But firstly, let me just describe to you this term that I'm starting to see more and more of. It's called orthorexia, so different to anorexia, where orthorexia is an obsession with eating a pure diet. So it can mean avoiding foods with unhealthy fats, added sugar or salt, genetic modifications, maybe it's artificial colors or flavors, preservatives. So all these sort of foods that we have targeted as unclean. Now, again, this is different to being on a FODMAP diet or a bacterial or candida type diet for a short term for a particular cause. This is talking about having Uh, you know, a pretty good gut and hormonal balance, but just avoiding 
you know, sugars and colors and additives just because you're trying to follow the strictest, healthiest diet possible. So while it's smart to care about what goes into your body, it can become a problem if the restrictions are starting to take over your life. So if a behavior is so destructive that it interferes with work or relationships, it might actually cause more and more stress on your body, which can be unhealthy. If you've found, and I've definitely done this in the past, if you've found that you're turning down social invitations or you're fearing going to an event because you're afraid there won't be healthy food available, then it may be something that you're at risk of. So I used to find that it wasn't so much that I was, you know, not wanting to socialize. I was just worried about going to my friend's place because I didn't know what was going to be there and I had no control over what food I could or couldn't eat. If another sort of risk factor, so to speak, is if you find that you spend a lot of time shopping for specific groceries or preparing meals, um, just because you're trying to avoid so many different things. Now, again, the overlap here between, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, because it's super tricky to identify whether it is something that has become an obsession or whether it's something that you are doing to simply survive, so to speak. So, Depending on the extremity of your diet, sometimes Instagram can impact this as well. Okay, we have you know hashtag clean eating. We have that. Well, that was quite a phenomena for a while there, and you start to see that we have these cheat days, or we have days where we can just go out and binge and eat whatever you want, and then during the week you're super super strict and restrictive, which is causing a lot of stress on your body. The other thing it can be doing is affecting your microbiome. So we do know, and I've talked about this before, that specific dietary restrictions can cause a decrease of the good gut flora. Now, if you're avoiding healthy foods for no other reasons other than, you know, you think they've been labeled bad by the media. So this could be whole grains, it could be legumes, it could be nuts, it could be seeds, could be good quality dairy. So if you're avoiding them just because you think that they're bad foods, but you're not actually reacting to them, then why I would really strongly reconsider and be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to add them in in small amounts because I don't believe any food is bad. I do believe that excessive amounts of sugar or processed food, foods or unhealthy fats or colors and additives in our diet can be disruptive to your body in small amounts. I don't think there's a massive issue unless you've got a child and you're doing something like GAPS or something along those lines. But the women I work with, we talk about the 80-20 rule and I've talked about this on Instagram a bit lately but finding that balance between yes I need to follow this particular diet or yes I'm avoiding these foods for now because of xyz but if there is an occasion or if there is an event or something I don't feel stressed at the fact that I might have a little bit of that food. And that's really what it comes down to is I don't want your healthy eating to become an obsession. So one, I want you to be able to enjoy a range of foods. Give yourself permission 
to enjoy a range of foods. Now, the other bit I want to touch on is if you're doing a bacterial protocol, if you're doing a parasite protocol, if you're trying to remove yeast from your body, then you do need to be strict for a period of time. That may be six weeks, it may be eight weeks, it may be three months, it may even be up to four months if we're doing a couple different protocols back to back. But there is light at the end of the tunnel and the reason you're doing this now is to rebuild and repair that gut lining so that you can eat all those foods again. We're not going to avoid sugars and fruits and grains and legumes forever. We're going to reintroduce them back into your diet, okay? So my story with healthy eating was quite a complex one. I was underweight for a good couple years. I was super obsessed with my diet. So I would say I was orthorexy. Like I was really, really obsessed with eating no sugar, clean foods, but it was actually really tied into calorie counting as well. So it was about, yes, I wanted to eat healthy, but I only wanted to eat so much of those healthy foods as well. So I never ate crap, um, but I also never ate enough either. So there's that sort of borderline issue where one, there was, it did make me anxious, definitely. I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't see people because I was so anxious about not controlling the food and how much fat was put into it when it was cooking and, you know, how many calories was in it and I was calorie counting and I don't know now and I've got to try and put it into my fitness pal and I can hear myself as I'm talking, I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. But it was really, really intense and I know some of you are still in that intensive phrase now if you're doing calorie counting for say it's for strength outcomes or fitness or macro outcomes then it is different but if it's just an obsession with weight or with food then it is something that you do need to reconsider and talk to someone about be like hey i i'm doing this and this but i'm not sure why what what can i do about it or how can i help overcome this and it took me probably three to four years to accept that hey Sheridan you don't actually need a calorie count you can relax into your food and relax into your diet and I do enjoy food so much more now than what I used to but really what I also want to touch on is your symptoms because I'm a gut health nerd and I love working with women online and I love helping you see these changes and as a gut and hormone nutritionist it is my passion to help you you know heal your gut and heal your hormones so we do go through these protocols now let's talk about say FODMAPs because I always talk about FODMAPs or elimination diets If you're doing something like that, yes, that can cause stress on your life. So that's, again, why I say 80-20. And yes, you do need to be reasonably strict with it because it can control your symptoms. But if you've been doing this for a couple years, I want you to reach out and I want you to talk to me because it's not normal and it's not the way it should be. And FODMAPs shouldn't be a long-term approach. And I didn't know that when I first started doing it. I didn't know that I shouldn't restrict these foods forever. I didn't know that I would be able to handle these foods again one day. I didn't know how to rebuild my microbiome. So it did become quite obsessive because I was so worried about getting constipated or having loose stools. And 
Some of you would know that if you've done a GI mapping, you can see that bacterial imbalance, you can see how much undigested fat there is in your stools. You'll know that you have too much fatty food and you'll be running to the toilet, okay, because you're just not digesting it properly. So if you're having these triggers, then yes, there can be anxiety about going out and eating out and those sides of things. And I don't, you know, I don't want to see that in you, but it also may mean, yes, we need to do the groundwork. So to circle back to the beginning, there's a couple different things we're, we're touching on here. Orthorexia, so we're talking about no, no obvious GI symptoms, but an obsessive with, you know, obsessive nature with healthy eating. Then there's the kind of calorie counting, which can tie into that and can be just as scary and just as stressful. Um, and then there's also the gut symptoms. So often these three overlap and mix into each other. If You've got it under control as such. You'll notice that you're doing a couple month protocol, then you're reintroducing the food and then you're working into a whole food diet. So yes, you may go out on the weekend and eat something that's not 100% whole food or not 100% AIP or whatever sort of paleo protocol you're doing. But generally you're eating quite well and you're eating a range of foods and you feel quite good. Some of you might be in the hard and fast scary phase in that FODMAP phase and you're just trying to control your symptoms and work on these bacterial overgrowths. And some of you might be at the beginning where you have been restricting foods or you feel like you're obsessed with food but that obsessive has come from worrying about GI symptoms. Some of it's stress driven, that stress makes your GI symptoms worse. So you can be in quite a messy confusing stage. Now if that's you, please, please, please reach out. Please send me an email or book a free health chat and just let me know that you're in that stage and you just need some support or you need someone to talk to about it because I get it. I was there. I was super worried about my weight. I was worried about my body image. I was worried about my symptoms. I wasn't having a period. I was severely constipated. Plus, I was probably constipated because I was calorie counting and I wasn't eating enough and I didn't know that. I thought it might have been from something else. So it can be a really confusing time and there can be a lot going on. So if that sounds like you, if you resonate with anything I've spoken about today, please reach out, let me know. Please hit subscribe, rate this podcast, rate this episode. I would love to see lots of star ratings so that I can see more and more women listening to it and sharing and actually learning and educating and empowering is my dream. So I want you to know that there's answers for the symptoms that you're experiencing and you don't have to go through this alone. So I hope to talk to you soon and I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.